Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name is Colin Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News presented by the Harrier. And today we have standout uh, sprinter, hurdler, as well as uh, jumping, uh, jumping from Georgia, uh, Adaya Fry. She, is, she was number one in the U.S. in the 100-meter hurdles, state champion in Florida in the 100-meter hurdles, long jump, as well as the 4 by one and then the female track athlete of the year, all in the state of Florida. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> glad, to, glad to have you. So before we get into any track and field stuff, wanted to kind of get to learn a little bit about you off the track. Uh, I know before we got started, you mentioned you're, you're pretty interested and in, in you like cooking. Uh, wanted to yeah. hear what are some of your favorite dishes to make uh, or any recipes that have been passed down, you know, from, you know, your family? Um, my favorite thing to cook is probably pancakes, probably just because I love eating pancakes. But I would consider myself like a, a YouTube cooker. Like, I like to go on YouTube, find recipes, and cook them. Like, I like to try cooking a bunch of new things. The thing, the recipe that's probably come the easiest to me that I can, like, just cook off the top of my head now is probably, like, shrimp or chicken alfredo like that's pretty much my go-to if I'm if I don't feel like looking on YouTube for a new recipe it's always okay I could just make some shrimp alfredo so yes there you go it's not a bad idea uh and <laughs> with your pancakes any what what are you, are you putting anything in them or like blueberry chocolate chip or just original pancakes there okay I'm a plain person when it comes to pancakes so I like it original no just syrup butter no extra stuff. <laughs> no problem. And then, so one, I guess, debate that I've had a lot with, with my friends are, where do you rank them? Pancakes, waffles, and French toast. Where do you put French, those three? French toast is definitely last. Um, here at school, when I don't always have time to make pancakes, the dining halls do have waffle machines. So I could put them like pancakes and waffles like they're neck and neck, like waffles, they can hold all the syrup, like, but then pancakes, they can absorb a lot of the syrup, like, it just goes back and forth. I think I'll put pancakes first, still, though, and waffles, like, right behind. That's not a bad idea. See, I, I agree with you. A lot of my friends think I'm crazy and put French toast super high. I'm not no. on that train. <laughs> no. I'm not on that train. It's weird, but, you know, they, they can have that. They can have that. Uh, so something for, I'm sure every, not only track athlete, but athlete, uh, of their own is, uh, you know, music for, for warmups and, and what, what you're going to put on to like get you in the zone. Is there, is there any like song that you like to have where it's like, all right, I'm about to, I'm about to hit the track or I'm about to do something. I'm in, I'm in the gym. I'm, I'm about to hit a big lift. What is like that go-to song or, or group of songs that you like to listen to, you know, just to get you in the zone? Uh, I have a playlist for like warm-ups and track meets and stuff. But I think the first song I always play from my playlist is probably Through the Storm by NBA Youngboy. And then maybe some Lil Wayne after that. But then the playlist just goes on shuffle. So. There, yes. hey, can't go wrong there. Like that, that'll always get you, get you pumped up. I think, I think he's, he's dropping another album sometime soon, right? I see him on, 
young boy on, on Instagram, he deleted like all his posts. So he's probably breaking out of something soon. So he might have, oh, a, might have a couple new songs coming out there. Uh, also know that you're, you're also pretty interested in, in movies as well. And so I, I, I hate the question myself, but I'm, I'm going to ask it to you. Like, what are, what's your favorite movie? If not just, uh, or I, I guess you could say if it's not just, if you don't just have one favorite movie then what's just a movie you'll never get tired of and, and, and could watch at any time. Probably the, any movie in the Halloween series or any movie in the purge series, I'll never get tired of those movies. So oh, one man. of any movie in those two series. Gee, oh, that's I can't do the Halloween series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It lost me there. Too, too wild, too crazy for me. I get too scared. I'm, I'm a scaredy cat, so I guess that might be. I love, love scary movies. Not bad, not bad. Well, uh, awesome to hear a little bit about you for you know off the track stuff. Um, but what now would love to get to hear you know where it kind of all started for you. Like, when was it that you actually started running track? What got you interested in the sport? Um, you know, and led you to where you are today. Um, originally I wasn't really interested in track. Um, my brother, he used to have basketball practice out of high school and there was always a track team practicing there. And I was four, like three going on four at the time. And my dad would just be sitting there like watching him practice. And I'd be like kind of jealous because my brother, he always got to do stuff. Like he always had a lot of different practices and like appointments lined up for him. And I always ask like, when am I going to do something? When am I going to do something? And then my dad went up to the coach and they had some private conversation. Of course, I was too like little to understand. I was just, you know, standing there, probably finding something to do. And then the next day he was like, oh, I want you to wear your sneakers today. And I never wore sneakers. Like my mom always put me in like something cute, like sandals and stuff. And he made me wear sneakers. And in my head, I'm like, why am I, why is he making me wear sneakers? And then we went to my brother's basketball practice and he made me practice with them. And I was not, I was not happy at all. I did not, <laughs> track was not in my schedule at the time. I did not want to run track. But then eventually I grew to like it. Well, and then I grew to love it. I started with the 800 and the 15, but I always did the long jump. And then like sometimes like on holidays, they used to have like 5K meets where you go and run a 5K. So like on Thanksgiving, I'll go run a 5K. Fourth of July, I'll go do the 5K. And there would be some like here and there. So I was doing that. So basically I was, I would say I was a long distance runner. And then around like 11 and 12, 11, 12-ish, I stopped liking the long distance and my dad's like we have to find you something else to do and then he just threw me in hurdles and one track meet and then we went from there but long jump always stuck like I've been doing long jumps since I was four years old since I started I was doing long jump there we go uh the the distance I would never be able to do that even at, at any age 815 that way too much for me uh so I'm sure you must have been really relieved when you're like oh at least we don't have to, we only have to run a straightaway now instead of what two or two or four times around the tracks. So that probably helped you out a lot. Yeah, but at some dual meets in high school, I did do the 800 <laughs> just because to see if I still had it. Not not a bad idea. Going really stretching out the uh, the repertoire a little bit there for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And so for for you, you've been doing track for such a long time. You mentioned that you really did enjoy, you know, start loving it eventually. When was it that you started to notice that you had a talent and it wasn't just something that you were doing for fun, but it was something like, hey, if I actually focus in on track and field, 
I could potentially, you know, be a top person in high school, go to college and, and maybe even more? Um, I would say I really started like really taking it serious when people would like tell my dad, oh, like we drove here to like race your daughter and stuff like that. Like in the 800, when I was doing the 800, people would drive down to race me, even for hurdles as well. People were doing the same thing. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm really good at this. And then the winning and stuff and people telling you that, oh, like you're good and comparing stats. So that really showed me like how good I was at the sport. That's got to be, and tell me how that was. That must be an interesting feeling as a kid uh, to hear, oh yeah, like we drove down to race against your daughter. Like, how was that hearing, oh wow, people are driving, you know, maybe hours or whatever to race me for, you know, two minutes or so, like that, or even less. Like that, that had to be a pretty interesting feeling. Yes, but I didn't know until like after the race, like, my dad never like told me any of this stuff before the race, I guess not to put any pressure on me, but it was like always a conversation after like, oh yeah, like they came all this way to race you and stuff. So it was like pretty funny. Like I'm just one person. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be pretty cool. It's gotta be cool. And uh, so Florida is one of the few, one of the few States it's like really known for having excellent talent in track and field. No, you got just a lot of the South, you know, and the West coast, I guess, California, Texas, Florida, those are probably like the three major hubs for track and field, especially in the high school area. And so I'm sure you're going up against some very stiff competition. I mean, what, what's it like to be awarded the, you know, the female track athlete of the world for, or of, of, of the state in Florida, you know, being one of the best States for track and field. I mean, it had to be a pretty cool feeling to, to win that. Yes, definitely. It feels really good because Florida is a really competitive state and they could have given that um, title to anyone, not just me. Like there are plenty of great sprinters, great field eventers. So for me to um, be awarded that type of title is like, okay, I really proved myself this season, especially. So I really like enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. Now, I know uh, in in high school you had not only dual meets, but then the, the meets on the, the weekends. And there's just a lot of, a lot of races that you're doing in, in track and field, uh, especially at the high school level. What would you say uh, are, were some of your favorite moments, um, you know, competing in high school, you know, looking back now that your, your career as a, as a high schooler is finished and you're, you're about to go into your, your collegiate seasons? Our first meet of the season, Louis Bing, that will always be my favorite. It's my favorite every year. But this season was most I think this was my like number one, like that's my all time favorite. And Brooks PR, even though I wouldn't like it counts as high school season, but it was like way after. But Brooks, and then I would say number three was running at the Miramar Invitational and getting to run with pros. So those are my top three. Wow. So being able to run with pros, what, at 17, 18 years old, going up against some of these you know, big time names. I mean, could you kind of tell us what that experience was like? I mean, were you nervous? What, like what was going through your head, uh, you know, when you're finding out that you're going to run against, you know, some of the best athletes in the entire world and you're, you're still in a high, in high school. Yes. It's really, ner- I was very nervous. Um, going to like the warm up area, usually in high school, you know, you see people talking because even though we go to separate high schools, like I still know you, you still know me. So we might talk. And it's just different. Everyone's warming up by themselves. We were all sitting under the tent. No one's talking unless people that's in the same training group, maybe they were having like 
their own conversation, but no one's talking. Everyone has on their headphones. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, wow, this is like different when, like when I go pro, this is how I'm going <laughs> to, this is how it's going to be. So it was very different. And then on the track, I never really experienced anyone making noise on the line, but like, they're like screaming and stuff. And I'm like, nobody, <laughs> nobody really does this. And my first run out, because you know, in hurdles, you sometimes do a run out. I could tell I was nervous. Like the run out was, it was, it was honestly, it was terrible, but I really enjoyed the experience and I did get to run a pretty fast time. So maybe the nerves did some good. There you go. Yeah. If, when you have a little bit of nerves, once you get over like the first hurdle or I guess the race is so quick, you, you might not even realize it, but you can get into that groove and say, Oh, it's, it's just like, it's a hundred meters, you know, just like every other race. <laughs> Not, not like every other race because I did come last. I'm not used to. There, I was not used to that. But I was like, okay, now I know how it feels to come last. These are people I might have to run against eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it, when you're going up against some of the the best of the best, uh, you know, it's still good. To, I guess it'll happen every once in a while when you're when you're a high schooler. But now you'll have some more. You know, get the training and you'll be you'll be all set okay. for sure. And so um. One, one thing that I was, I was interested in was how the COVID season uh, affected, affected you. Because you were going into what was your junior year. And for many athletes, especially high school uh, runners, like track athletes, your junior year is like your biggest year for recruiting. Because, you know, by the time you're a senior, you probably already picked your school. And when you're a sophomore, you're still developing. And so that junior year is like your biggest year. And you had that, you know, taken away from you. I mean, what was that like, I guess, mentally going through that? And, and how did you overcome, you know, missing that, that season? Um, mentally, I can say it wasn't that bad. I was kind of down because it was like, oh, wow, like our whole season is gone. But I was still training. I was still finding meets. I think I ran in like more than five meets during that COVID season. They were, we were finding meets everywhere, me and my dad and my coaches, we were finding meets everywhere. So I was still training as if I was still in season and still trying to put some times down so I could get recruited more. So it wasn't, I would say it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I definitely got to work, like really, really work, probably harder than I've ever worked before because I knew the goal at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so were you, was that training like just you and your coach or, or you and your dad or were you, still training with uh your high school teammates like how was that that working for you no it was just like me my coach and my dad like oh like he had a training group so sometimes it would be other athletes there but no one really did hurdles so really when I went like did hurdle workouts it was just me by myself so how was that? Because I know for, you know, as a high schooler, you're training with 50, 60, 70 people, however big your high school is. And then to go down to, you know, by yourself, which is what a lot of, I guess, professionals were doing um, for most of their career. It's pretty drastic. Like, did that, did you have to, did you find yourself having to, you know, really lock in and, and push yourself yeah. harder or how'd that go? Definitely, because you don't have the the push that you have for someone else in like a high school practice. So I definitely have to lock in more and definitely get more mentally in tune. And I always like made sure I reminded myself like this, like we need to do this. Like you have to work hard. You have to pretend like you're in a meet, like do something to convince yourself that you need to, cause I'm a pretty passive person. So 
I always had to make sure they always reminded me to be aggressive in practice because when I was practicing by myself sometimes it'd be like that was a passive ref like pretend like you're in a meet or something so I definitely did have a hard time sometimes but mostly it was pretty good training by myself but I didn't like it the most <laughs> always always better training with your teammates so I, I definitely uh, agree there um yeah so then with that that short that that COVID season and going into your 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 senior year, could you kind of touch on your your original um, uh, recruiting process and and how that went for you? My original recruiting process it was really um, different, I would say, because when everybody was signing, I didn't have any schools like talking to me at all when everyone was signing and then after that more schools started to come but it was weird because I didn't get to take any visits everything was on zoom meeting the coaches and the zooms I'm going to be honest they kind of got pretty boring and pretty repetitive everyone's like saying the same thing you don't really get a full insight on the school so it's kind of like you are making a blind decision like you just have to hope for the best so it was it was okay but I wouldn't wish like having that type of recruiting process on anyone is very hard. Mm -hmm. And, and so you originally uh, signed with uh, UNC when you were, when you're going through your, your process and then uh, then opened up your, your recruiting process later on. Um, could you kind of touch on, you know, what that was like, you know, you originally signing them and then signing with them and then kind of what happened that led you to, you know, reopening your, your recruiting process. Uh, mostly, it was just a rush decision. I made the decision thinking I might not have a senior season either. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was my thought process when signing. Of course, I was excited, but in the back of my mind, you have to go somewhere and secure your spot somewhere because if the season gets canceled, where are you going to go? People are going to sign quick. So that was like my best option. And then it was now I was regretting the rush decision. Like, why did you do it so early when the season didn't get canceled? <laughs> and then, so when you opened up, reopened up your, your recruiting process, now you're, you're here with Georgia. How did, how did they reach out? Did they reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Like, how did you end up finding them and, and then you know, get to where you are today? Um, when I was released, um, it was my coach, my high school coach. He reached out to Coach Carroll because at the time, we couldn't really communicate with her, but he was like, she's a good coach. Like she runs a good program. Everyone that like knew my recruiting, what um, my recruiting process was at the time. And when they found out Coach Carroll was coming here, they was like, that's a good program. You should try to get there. And my head coach from high school, he called her. And then the next day I was speaking to one of the uh, coaches here that stayed because we weren't allowed to talk to Coach Carroll. But after speaking with him, and him only being like the assistant coach, I already knew like in my head, I was like, okay, I feel really good about this. And then when I finally got to speak with Coach Carroll, it just gave me a really like, I felt really happy. I was super excited. When we were on FaceTime, my, me and my mom hung up and my mom just like smiled at me. She's like, what are you gonna do? Like, is this the place? And I was like, I don't know. I still wanted to weigh out all my options because I didn't want to have that feeling of, oh, I rushed the decision again. So I wanted to make sure like I took my time and like fully thought through what I was going to do. And so you've been able to have a few, you know, I guess what, a week or so about with training with Coach Carroll, who, for those that don't know, uh, former coach from uh, USC, uh, coached what, two, I believe, national national champions with, with or national team championships, including the most uh, recent one. 
want to know, you know, what's it like being with one of the, the biggest coaches in, in our sport and having her, you know, how, how was the, how's the practices been like so far? And the practices have been great. Coach Carol is a great coach and she also chose great assistant coaches because of course she can't do everything. The practice, it runs very smoothly. Um, definitely new to me. Uh, our warm up is pretty long, but I mean, it's, it's college, so it's fine. But I'm really enjoying the practices and I can't wait to finally be in shape. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm out of shape. I can't wait to be in shape. <laughs> yeah, the biggest, so the biggest thing for me, the biggest shock to my system when I remember my freshman year, like first practice was like, oh my goodness, like how are the, like I'm tired. It's just the warm up, and they're all like, I thought what yes. we did was the workout. Like, so have you had uh, yet like your, okay, this is college moment. Um, you know, this isn't high school anymore. Has that happened for you yet? Um, not really. I think oh, when I left high school, I was already mentally prepared. Like this is the next level. So you can't come here with the high school mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like every, everybody's going to be running just as fast as, as you yes. are. It's, not, it's no longer, Oh, you're, you're beating people by two hurdles. It's going to be yes. right there. <laughs> so it'll definitely be a, a lot more difficult. Um, what are you most looking forward to, um, you know, with this season? I mean, you're going to be, I guess your schedule will probably release kind of soon and you're, we're just a few months away at this point from, from the start of uh, indoor. Um, what are some, some goals or, or some hopes that you have for yourself uh, going into your first year here? Um, definitely to lower my times. Um, I'm hoping I could potentially go beat my one legal time, which is 31. So hopefully I can go 12. That's my goal. And then I want to PR indoor, especially in long jump. My long jump indoor usually doesn't go so well. So I'm hoping that I can do something way better than I've done before in long jump and outdoor as well. I just want to better all of my marks. Like I'm not putting too much pressure on myself, just better your marks. And then we can focus on winning and stuff. Mm-hmm. There you are. And uh, so you, you mentioned it there. That was actually going to be my next question. Uh, you know, which uh, events you're, you're hoping to, to compete in. You mentioned long jump and, and the, the 100 hurdles, do uh, you know if you'll be exp- expanding to the 400 potentially? Or are we yes, stay I am. <laughs> I am expanding to the 400 hurdles. How do you feel about that? Because it's, it's a big jump from that for that extra 100 from that the 300 hurdles for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just working on getting mentally prepared for it. So by then, I'll definitely be ready and just going to trust my training when the time comes for us to do 400 hurdle training. For sure. It's uh, should be very, uh, very exciting. But um, thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. Uh, really, really appreciate it. Um, where could people go uh, if they wanted to you know, follow you on on social media, uh, Instagram, anything like that? Uh, my Instagram is Adaya, E-D-D-I-Y-A-H-H. My Twitter is Famous Eddie, F-V-M-O-U-S-E-D-D-Y. And yes, those are my two social medias. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adaya. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing how you do this uh, indoor and outdoor season. It should be great. Uh, And thank you to everyone who's been listening. This has been another episode of Track World News. Uh, If you want more content, go and follow us over on Instagram at Track World News. We post different clips, highlights, uh, news, highlights, stuff, all all things like that, as well as make sure you leave a review, uh, like, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, Thank you so much. Have a good one and peace. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.